Does this sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman. And today, we're going to kind of do a different one. And uh, see, I hate being pushed to do stuff like this. And I feel like I just, they push me into a corner and then I go, all right, so let's, let's walk through it. I've been attacked by the mainstream media and it really doesn't matter what they do to me, honestly. I don't know what's wrong with my headset. It really doesn't matter what they do to me. I frankly could care less. Um, but the fact is the narratives that get built every single day lead us to this place where we, we wonder what the sensibility is. And most of us wonder for, for this reason. We want to believe that people are good people. I mean, frankly, that's why the, uh, you know, the people in, in you know, different parts of the world, you know, Nigeria will call you up and get grandma to give $800 out of her account. You know, just go in there and buy me a gift card or you have the Indian IRS scandal. Because Americans are mostly trusting people. And we want to believe that the people that are in positions of power and, and trust, or power and authority, are actually trustworthy. Until they're not. So today we're going to walk through, you know, I, I told you this before, I, I got attacked pretty hard. I got attacked by um, a radical leftist judiciary, a, a, a judge, literally that has thrown out procedure and thrown out the principles of law, principles of law, and created her own rules. Only being on the bench a couple months, yeah, overrules a 20-year judge. Turns a hearing, an anti-slap hearing, into a circus. But that's not actually where it begins. See, if we go back even further, we can see everything that relates back to this guy, Eric Coomer. So I thought, let's just do it then. I mean, the mainstream media is going to lie. They're going to call me a right-wing conspiracy theorist. They're going to make up stuff and say that I called for the hanging of Jared Polis. That didn't happen either. Now, I believe that people that are traitors to this nation, they should face the consequences. And I'm sorry, but the rules of this land are as if you do commit treason, you could be subject to being put to death. So I didn't say it. I made a joke and said that um, I'm headed to, I was at Home Depot this weekend. And this is, I don't know, months ago. Was it not, Mr. Producer? Months ago. It was like six, eight months ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago. And um, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny because there's a certain amount of levity that we have to have to a situation when we're dealing with so much turmoil in our lives. And not turmoil from the standpoint that I can't go home and, you know, uh, you know, 
have a laugh or sit with my, my, my wife or my kids or hang out with friends or have a beer or just fellowship with your neighbors. Not, not that way. But watching other people suffer, watching people's, you know, basically livelihoods burn to the ground. Watching friends commit suicide, watching their kids commit suicide, watching parents have to show up at school board meetings because school has now become a political, political jockeying place so that they can recruit children at a young age to basically screw up their lives. I mean, they just, they just want to screw up the entire country where they can leave open borders and let, you know, serial rapists and uh, drug dealers come in and bring in fentanyl that kill their 17, 18, 19-year-old kids who mistakenly take fentanyl thinking it's some sort of, uh, I don't know, ecstasy. And, maybe, and frankly, I've never done drugs, so I don't know what the whole concept is behind all of that. But there are kids that do, that, find, that fall prey to what is happening with people just dumping in fentanyl across the country. I mean, it's, 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 it's a constant barrage of turmoil put on the pandemic and, you know, people walking around like little Karens saying you have to wear a mask everywhere you go, wear a mask when you're on the plane. Uh, you, you have people trying to force vaccinations down your throat, other judges in the judiciary that are acting with impunity, ignoring the Constitution and saying, oh, well, that was a good 250 years ago, but it's not so good right now. And, and that's really what we're facing. But in this case, we're talking about one man and a company that's been proven over and over and over again to be fraudulent. And the mainstream media ignores it. And we talked this morning about the Republican Party, the Colorado Republican Party being represented by the same company that represents Dominion Voting Systems. And no matter where we look across the country, all we're trying to say is, this is what we're seeing. This is truth. Help us figure it out. But the radical left and the establishment and the people in power are not interested in looking at the truth because all they do when you bring truth up is go, well, that's interesting. No, they don't do that. What they do is they listen, shake their head, and they're saying, ah, those are election deniers. And they build on these false pretenses and words Rules for radicals. And by the way, this is not just the, the Democrats that are doing it. It's these mainstay traitors that are really Democrats that are acting like they're conservatives. Now, now, we have to deal with it on both sides. See, we're under attack as people from every side. The evil has consumed the political parties and the people get left out. And this guy, Eric Coomer, nah, he didn't do anything that... that, that he didn't do anything. He, he, matter of fact, he doesn't brag about anything. Well, that's not true because Matt Crane, when I had breakfast with him, said Coomer loves little Coomer. Braggadocious guy. And matter of fact, everyone that I've talked to that knows the guy said that he's an egomaniac. Their words, not mine. And so I thought, well, the mainstream media is not going to do an expose on Eric Coomer. And I've showed it to you before. I've shown this to you before. Much of this, I've shown this to you. No, they're not going to show it to you. So I figured, all right, well, let's play it in reverse. Let's, let's walk through all the pieces of Coomer. Let's go back in time. So one of the things that I want to start with is I want to thank all the people that have done research. 
mean, there's a ton of research that keeps coming. It's 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 like the 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 gift that keeps on giving. You have a guy that said, and Mr. Producer, I don't I don't know if we can grab this article if we could please, but if we can if we can gather the um, the article from the Denver Post. The December 8th article? Yeah. I have that one already. All right. Oh, I got that one so, real ready. So before I, before I put that up, take it down for a minute. Before I put that up, I want to, I wanna, you know, this will be a, a nice deposition for, for them. This is good because it will match up to everything I've said before, but maybe we'll, we'll add a little bit that I haven't told them yet because I know that Eric Coomer and his little band of uh, Satanist lawyers are listening. So let's say this. Oh, Apollo, Jake, I'm sorry. I meant to bring you guys in. Good evening. Actually, talk, Apollo is supposed talk. to bring you in. Well, so I was giving I you your monologue miss, at the beginning. I would not miss the first annual Kumathon for anything. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy you have. Yeah, we're we're not going to call it that though. We're we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the oh, facts. Yeah, I mean, I I know that that is really where you you want to you do want to call it that. You are <laughs> you're on top of that. Um, here, you know what they are. Wrong one. Oh, wrong one. I'm now Gregory Pappas. Okay, so the, the, the reason why I think this is important, because I want to go back in time. They've been talking about election fraud for how long, Jake? Years? Um, Ten years? Yeah, years. years. I mean, we heard Russia, Russia, Russia election fraud, but now that it's, uh, it's the opposite, it doesn't exist. It's kind of a, a miracle, actually. And I think that one of the things that they're trying to do is pivot away from, because they're saying election fraud, so they're trying to create the narrative. They're trying to mold the American people to create the narrative that, oh, yeah, well, there was mules all over the country. There was mules. But nothing to look at on the machines. And, and, and I want to I take you back. Mr. Producer, there's, an, there's a video that I think we should play. And that is the video from, um, from October 15th. You remember that video? That's before the election. Um, is this the one of Bernie? No, this is the one where they, they, I said, listen, I've, we've, we've infiltrated Antifa. Remember oh, that? at the FEC meeting. Yeah. Okay. Um, it tells journalists where journalists were coming for him. Yeah, I'll find that. So... This is, this is an article, and the reason why this is important, I'll tell you why it's important. Number one, this is where, this is just right after, I, get, I just put it in the comments, Mr. Producer, so you have it. This is right after the um, um, call, within a month, I think. Probably a month-ish. Yeah, probably a month. And we were doing a bunch of research and checking into a bunch of people and wrote a bunch of notes. And I wish I had the notes, but we're going to have to do this probably more often. But we're going to get to the main details of it. So this is um, FEC United founder threatens journalists at GOP Canada event. Now, the, the one thing that I want to do is I want to play this video if we can. Mm -hmm. I can play it. Let's go ahead and play it. I think it's just a couple minutes long. Yeah, we played it before. It's not long. All right, let's play that. Minute 34. Oh, got to have volume. All right, we're going to back it up here in a second if you're on the audio version. There's so much information I wanted to go through. Actually, demasking, I'll tell you, is 
Just a couple more things we're going to go over right now, but the one thing I do want to tell you is data is a really great thing, right? So through this whole process, um, we've been actually demasking. We have people on the inside in lots of places demasking Antifa members that are actually acting as journalists. So we've uncovered 13 journalists that work for organizations that are part of the Antifa organization that are actually journalists writing stories to, about us. So the next thing that we're doing because of that is that we're going to start demasking so people in the community know who they are. You want to see what happens? You want to know what doxing looks like? You want to know what it looks like to actually take people who are going to take this country away from you? I'll put them on billboards. And if you don't think I have the money to do it, they'll run out of money before I do. So, so I wanted to preface it by showing you that because, frankly, I've always been the guy that says, okay, we're going to stand up, right? We're going to stand up and have a conversation. And, and frankly, you know, Greg, Jake, you guys have never seen me. I've never, like, walked anywhere and tried to get in a fight with anyone, have I? You ever seen me do that? No, never. No, not once. Surprisingly, I'm sorry? you're very surprised. No, and you've been, like, the pressure that you've been under and the amount of garbage that you have to deal with and – I mean, especially like those first nine months, constantly people are, are following you. Constantly people yeah, are, are trailing you, showing up where you're eating dinner. And I've never seen you lose your cool. And so I don't, but, I, but it's, it gets tiring watching people. And by the way, in, in October, we were still dealing with them, you know, burning down buildings and talking about BLM. And, you know, we didn't know that the BLM people were literally. And, and I remember the conversations I had. I was having them with, with uh, people who frankly are, or heroes, you know, John Teigen, uh, who founded um, United American Defense Force, who he didn't want to do that either. I mean, he had a foundation, he was helping veterans, and all of a sudden the communities were starting to burn down and nobody was doing anything about it. So he made a call and said, hey, I think we should stand up against these thugs. And, and uh, Greg, you, you actually answered that call. You're like, oh, that sounds like fun. Oh, I heard as soon as he was doing it, I went yeah. down down to the Springs, the first meeting before it was even formed, and I heard him speak. I met some people there. I was like, I'm in. I, I, I don't even care what we do yet, but that's the mission that I'll sign up for. So we started that back in, I think, June. Yeah, it was June or July. I think it was June, July. June or July of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, this was, it was right on the tail of, uh, of Civic Center. When, and I was there. I was at that Back the Blue rally uh, at Civic Center in Denver. And I watched as the police, who had stand-down orders, stood by. There were a couple hundred people, elderly people, families, and hundreds of Antifa came in and started throwing uh, fireworks, beat, uh, beat women over the head. I, that was the event they assaulted Michelle Malkin at. Uh, and I watched as police stood by and did absolutely nothing. The little couple riot, riot lines with their pepper balls. And they watched these people beating people over the head. Uh, one guy got 
they stole his phone, brought him into a into a big group of them, started kicking the crap out of him. So I actually went in, busted him out of there, brought him over to the other side, and I'm sitting there, and this guy is like bleeding from the face. He's he's dizzy. He just got knocked out, and I'm standing riot line five feet away from me. And I'm looking at him like, "What are you guys doing?" And they did absolutely nothing. They just looked at the floor, and that that's what led into it. Yeah, and I think that um, so anyway, it was it was it was a crazy it was a crazy event, a crazy time for us because we had just been locked down. Um, back in, in uh, March is when the, it hit my sensibilities that, and I wasn't concentrating on any of this. We were all set to do a lot of great things going into 2020. We had a strategic plan in place, and they basically shut it down. They shut it down. They shut down our communities, and I watched as people committed suicide. I watched as they you know, took away basic opportunities to save people's lives. And then they yelled, the, the sky is falling. But the sky never fell. And then I, I met this, this virologist that said, yeah, let me just tell you what happens with a virus like this. And that's when I knew that something was seriously wrong. And I just started researching, researching, researching. And I happened to meet uh, John Tigan at an event at the Capitol back in April when we were saying, listen, we want, we want to reopen Colorado. There's no reason why we should shut down and hurt so many people. And so fast forward into July, and that's when they started saying that we were militia. Because when we showed up to events, they were afraid. And they started writing some terrible stuff about us. Terrible. It started off as businessman, you know, defies lockdown orders to kill grandma. And it turned into taking away freedom to, you know, these guys are militiamen. Now keep in mind, do you remember how much damage was done downtown Denver? Yeah, I was down there a lot at those rallies. I mean, flipped cars, cars on fire, break, just rolling down the street, breaking windows. Uh, I mean, there were events here in Colorado where people were, sh were shot, um, stabbings, dumpster fires all over the city. It, it, was, it was unbelievable. They tried to set the police station on fire multiple times. So, so we, we have all this stuff happening, all this stuff that we're, we're dealing with, and then we, we find ourselves with somebody saying, hey, listen, they come to a meeting and they say, hey, you know those guys that are, that are writing all those articles about you? They're, they're actually Antifa. And we kind of know this. We kind of know this about the mainstream media, right? I mean, we know this. Because Sean Beadle of the Colorado, you, you, I don't know if you can pull this up, but Jake, in October, around the same time, there was a Project Veritas thing done on Chris Jacks. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, no, I remember that, that one. That one was a hit. And you were there for that. Yeah. Do you want me to get that in, video? Yeah. You know, you're talking about flipped cars and everything. I was in Portland. I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I was in Philly. I was in D.C. And the whole country is burning. Like, you know, like it's <laughs> this rhetoric of peaceful riots. I was in dc for two weeks in june of 2020 and it looked like a third world uh, war zone you know they had vans of feds every two blocks with automatic rifles and then minnesota we got carjacked in minnesota and, and portland was some hellhole dystopia uh they would literally the sun would set every night and the uh, courthouse in downtown portland would be on flames by by 10 o'clock every night and they just to the point where if you if you go to the courthouse that's in downtown Denver, it is uh, just covered in ash because they light it on fire every night. 
And this is the same time while they're burning buildings and terrorizing environments and creating pandemonium and chaos, which by the way, I reported way back then, um, you know, and I wasn't Joe Oltman, I was Joe Otto, and I didn't even show my face on the podcast. Um, but I reported back then that, that there was massive issues. So this is prior to it as well. And just so you know, this, this dates back, what I'm about to show you dates back to October 13th. This is two days, by the way, before, two days before the um, October 15th deal that I did. And if you want to put that up, Mr. Producer, this is the, the um, Colorado Dem operative, Chris Jacks. 2020 is a political revolution. You want to change this country with violence. There's only one way to do it. Guillotines, MFR, killing random Nazis in the street. Now, this guy worked with an organization that is closely tied. Um, and Kim Corcom. Cor I'm sorry? Yeah, before, before, before you play that, it was uh, Corcom. Was, he was actually a, a paid employee for Kim Corkle or Kim Corcom or whoever was running in, in, in his district. And, you know, they, 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 the media goes awry when you start talking about, you know, gallows for traitors, which is written into the Constitution. But this guy says, look, we want to deal with our Constitution, or, you know, we want to deal with our, you know, competition by bringing out what he called the slicey boys. He's like, well, let's bring out the slicey boys and just start, you know, guillotining people. So that's fine. That's cool. He, from what I think you told me, he still had a job, his job by the end of this. But he you, did, and then he say, got fired. Yeah, then he got you fired. You say hang the traitors, but this guy can say, bring out the slicey boys and start cutting the competition's head off. So, you know, the we, process. Yeah, we were able to trace back Chris Jacks to Sean Beadle as the head of Antifa and our revolution, which is this kind of group that's gone across the country that is the radical arm of the Democrat Party that's taking over things. So if let's play that video that's on that, Mr. Producer, I think it's a couple minutes long. Um, let me see how long it is here. It's, it is, it's about 12 minutes. We're not, we're not going to go through all 12 minutes, but let's play a little part of this if we can. Start uh, the video of Christopher Jacks, Chair of Our Revolution in Weld County, Colorado. It's a political revolution. I am going to do everything morally acceptable to win. Notice he has a Bernie I will sticker. lie, I will cheat, I will steal because that's morally acceptable in this <laughs> political environment. This is Chris Jacks from Our Revolution, a radical left 501c4 organization bent on creating a quote, political revolution in the United States. Jacks represents the Democratic Party here in Colorado. And Jack says a Biden administration will be used to advance his political objectives or else there will be violence. It's going to take a strategic hit against the 0.1% that's in charge. Because that's who it is. It's killing, killing random Nazis in the street, random bootlickers. So you want to do some Versailles shit? You want to do some Antifa shit? You really want to change this country that way with violence? There's only one way to do it. you got to get people that are close to billionaires and start just random billionaires start turning up dead. I mean, Bezos at the top of the list. So I do think there needs to be a military group, and I love Antifa for that reason. I love that there's... You, you always have to have somebody that's willing to hold up the flag and say, no, this is the line in the sand, and we're the ones holding that line. But, it, but they ain't stabbing motherfuckers like they used to. <laughs> they don't have to though because they used to stop. See? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, I, and that's all we gotta say. No. Guillotines. Motherfucker, that's all I gotta say. Option A, what I'm proposing. Option two, slicing boys. What are your choices? Which one do you want? Joe Biden is presumably left wing, and he's got a functioning signing hand. And as long as there's progressive legislation that comes across his desk, I am confident we can occupy his house. We know where he'll live. So there you think. And, and yeah, he, he wants to veto Medicare for all. Let him veto it. He's never leaving that house again without protest. Half of the struggle that I have ain't with Republicans. It isn't with the right wing. It's with moderates in, our, in the Democratic Party. They underestimate how many people on the left are organized, trained, armed, and ready right. to go. He is someone most Americans should be a. You know, you know this the crazy part. Yo, the crazy part is he, his employer. He was actually uh, like a product Century specialist for, yeah. for a century. Right, correct. And so he he was literally uh, in people's houses throughout the workday, right? And then he's also dealing with a service that is essentially aggregating everyone's web traffic, phone calls, all these different things. And this is the guy that is a paid Democrat operative. You know, going into random strangers houses and tapping into the most personal details of their life so how about that how about that, that this is our revolution but you remember the person that wrote all of those fun articles about me heidi dumb beetle heidi which sean beetle i mean that, that's she so he it um he has written. He has written. I think over ninety articles about me. Ninety. He's obsessed with you. Follows he you is. He is, abs he is absolutely obsessed with me. Him and the Machbach guy, Machbach, Machbach guy, that works for the Colorado. Yeah, this is it. This is Beetle, Sean Beetle. Oh wait, is that two hours ago? Like right now? Or is that different? That's an old photo, but that's a recent. Is that, it says two right, hours ago. That's from last you're year. Oh, man. I yeah. Know. So th this is two hours ago. This person literally talks about me all the time. Is this is this new? It says pinned tweet two hours ago. Yeah, this is a live website. Wow. <laughs> See, we didn't this even know. We didn't even know he's obsessed. This dude is like a, a Justin. Uh, what do they call the Justin Bieber? The I, Beliebers. I don't even know. And hey, look. I got to say, Greg, you're right up there up front. I know. It, it is. So as we go through this, <laughs> I was, I, I was, I've never seen someone be so obsessed with another person before. I mean, this is kind of scary, actually. This you is actually really, should probably really scary. This creature. Huh? Joe Oldman's rise to power in color. My rise to power. Yeah, you're Real podcast, you're got known, that. Right? You got that back. Told Vice News Obama was not associated with the event and described as non-political affiliated. I'm reading part of the article here. May 26th, Institute of Research Education on Human Rights identified Oldman as the administrator of a reopen Facebook group and his conspiracy-laden posts along a profile far-right pundit, Michelle Malkin. All right, take this down for a minute. So let, let me explain to you what you're looking at. So when I told you that I was out there looking for Antifa journalists, here's what you guys need to understand. Sean Beadle is the head of our revolution. I just showed you the Chris Jacks deal. The head of our revolution and the Antifa movement in Colorado Springs, Colorado, was a teacher. Was a, People, I'm not kidding. Was a teacher. 
Now, why am I giving you this up to Coomer? Why am I even in the middle of this? Jake, why am I in the middle of this? Was I in the middle? Does it look like I was in the middle of it? Greg, did I care about any, did I even care about that? I just wanted to protect our community. That's it. Yep. Yeah. And believe me, I mean, I've, I've been around you long enough <laughs> since, uh, since November. This is not, uh, this was not your, your calling if you could have chosen it. No. Not, not by a long shot. And I, and I didn't show yeah. up. Guys, go ahead, Jake. I know. I remember when you called me in November of 2020, and then I came out to see you. And as I'm landing, OAN on the the, the headset of United Airlines is playing you. Like this, you're 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 doing you know with Rion and and Malkin and everyone. I'm like, oh, well, this is going to get interesting, and it hasn't stopped since then. So it's been it's it's been uh, quite the odyssey for both myself and uh, especially for you. Well, I think that um, I think that's my issue, right? Is that you want to call me a conspiracy theorist as if that I planned this, and th and that's what they're looking for. They're looking for some sort of long stretch plan. I I I wasn't involved in in Trump world, right? I wasn't. I wasn't involved in you know my idea of 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 President Trump supporting President Trump was I supported him all the way back to 2016. Like, I, w I was supporting him before it was cool, right? I mean, literally before it was cool. And I thought to myself that the, the way that we win back our country, so that it, it closely aligns with restoring order, restoring accountability to the American people, because we haven't had accountability for a long time, mostly for the most poor among us, most disadvantaged among us, um, is that you get someone in there that's a businessman. I'm like, Trump will literally come in and clean it up. He'll be like, this is stupid. We're telling too much. It's stupid. This is stupid. And so I think that as we get down this pathway and we start kind of going down this pathway, I, I had to be more and more curious, start flipping stuff over. And as I flip stuff over and I got the opportunity for somebody to come to me and say, all right, here's a guy that unselfishly is standing up, dating back till March. They shut things down. He's, he's, he's unselfish in what he's trying to do, dating back till March. And he's aligning with all of these people, 500, 600, 1,000 people. I mean, Greg, we had how many? 1,000 people show up to some of those events? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that are just in, in... Repeatedly. And I'm talking about things that hit their sensibilities. I'm talking about freedom, talking about our children, talking about church, faith. And so it was natural for somebody to walk up and say, all right, they're, they're, they're literally trying to do what they're doing to you right now. Like, Joe, I mean, by the way, they're saying that this didn't happen. And I've been writing out this whole thing for our attorneys. And I'm like, listen, you have to, you have to look at this in chronological order and you have to make it make sense because we're going to put this in front of a jury and the jury is going to have to decide, did he or did he not just kind of walk through the forest? Is this ordained? Is this, is this a God thing? Or is this just a, a guy that woke up one day and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they stole the election because I wanted Trump to win. Did he conspire with Trump? No. Did he even know what OAN was? Yeah, maybe. But did I watch it every day? No. Did I know who Sh Sharon, Sh Ryan? No. No. I didn't even know who Michelle Malkin was. I met her at that event that was downtown. And she got, a, she got attacked, and I happened to be there. That was it. And this whole time, like, they talk about the plan, like, you know, this long-acting conspiracy. 
since you came out with this, I was with you. I saw you putting stuff together. You know, do I put this out there? Is this valid? The model that you did about how they about the machine uh, architecture. I mean that I I was sitting next to you as you're putting that together, and you're like, ah, aha! It's it's just ridiculous that these people can, you know, can can still parrot this garbage. But as you as you walk up to it. The Antifa kid, which, by the way, I'm never going to... Let me just say this right now. I'm never giving up the Antifa kid. I'm not giving him up. And at this point, a year and a half later, I, I hope he changed his name. I, I, hope he, I hope he's doing really well or has won the lottery and is just living a good life with his, with his family. I hope that that's the case. That's my hope for him. But there's problems in this entire deal in that I have someone that was supposed to be on that call with me who couldn't make it. So they have that affidavit. You have a video in October. I, I, I had copious notes of people that were on that call. And then there's other things that, you know, I, I probably, I didn't know I had. I didn't know I had. But I have other things that have now creeped up over the last couple months, which they tried to say that this wasn't an Antifa call. And somebody actually came forward and said they were on that call. And it had nothing to do with Antifa. And by the way, Eric Coomer wasn't on it. And I kept thinking to myself, well, how do you know he wasn't on it? And I thought they weren't called Antifa calls. Oh, no, it was a BLM call. Oh, oh, okay. BLM oh. call. Yeah. Okay. It's a subsidiary of Antifa, but that's fine. Yeah. So here we go. We're, we're walking into this deal. We get into November. I, frankly, I, I was just ready for it to be over. I had just hired a new CFO of my company. I had just relented to the fact that I was not going to be a, I was not going to be an a EY Ernst and Young Entrepreneur of the Year award winner. I was a finalist, which, by the way, very difficult award to become Ernst and Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Very, very difficult. They put you through a couple of regiments. I was nominated two years in a row, and the second year it was like cheer a shoe in if you'll just shut your mouth in politics. I mean. I should have shut my mouth, right? Mm. Some no. people would say that. I'm going to take a quick break here. This is a good break. Today's podcast is sponsored by Air Medicare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, I've told you guys before, I've been a member for a year and a half now. Um, do you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors? Health insurance won't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight. But with Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Um, and if you use the promo code daily, if you, as a, as a member of, of conservative daily, if you use the promo code daily and you go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily, you'll receive up to a $50 e-gift card when you sign up today. They also have the one where you can get a free, um, Amazon card. Please don't do that. We don't do business with Amazon, right? You don't do business with Amazon. Go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. All right. So I take you into November, November 3rd. Now, keep in mind what happened on November 3rd and November 4th. Coomer was on that call. He said, listen, don't worry about Trump. And this is, what are we going to do if Trump wins? What are we going to do if Trump wins? I mean, that sounds like Antifa, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, you just heard Chris Jacks, right? You, you're, you saw what was happening. And now that we know all about Eric Coomer, and, and we're going to have 12 minutes of just showing you stuff here, Right? But now that you, you get to that point, 
and we should have done two hours of this. This is going to be like part one. We're going to have to do like part one, part two, part three. Should we just do it all week? Yeah, we can do that. To give them, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Why not? And we just do we just do a thirty or a sixty, and just we take all the Facebook posts, like all the social media yeah, stuff. we'll and do show we'll the do, deposition. We'll do all the Facebook posts today because I think that's going to be important. You're going to have to go grab all those, Mister Producer. I have, I have most of them. Pref- yeah, I have everything. I'll, I'll preface it as this, Joe. You know, the things I've done, you deal with a bunch of crazies pitching you stories, right? And and at the time that I met you, I'd actually been on my own working on reports. Uh, for the contracts between the voting system provider and the states, specifically right. the swing states. And so I was getting to this point where I was trying to make this a story. And I, I you know, it was, it was so, it was so blatant and in my face. Uh, if you look at Michigan, specifically Michigan, you have a, a, a woman who is an elected official that was simultaneously working for Dominion uh, and all of the receipts confirm it. And what I was seeing, even outside of what uh, you ended up telling me, yeah. was a an operation that is on par with a banana republic third world, you know, country, which is oh, yeah. kind of what we're now seeing now with the fact that the Hunter Biden laptop is becoming reality. So I was sold on it before I even met you, and then you know that's where I I, I sunk my I sunk my bet was that I was ninety eight percent sure that there was something very, very fraudulent going on. And, and that, that story in specific is, is Michigan with, what's her name, Kelly Garrett. She shows up. Changes her name. Yeah. She, she, she's, she's elected under a pseudonym, and she's then communicating, brokering a deal between her own government office and her secondary employer, Dominion. Who right? she works for as a contractor. And, and I have all the emails. So it's, yeah. it's, it's something that even at base level, outside of all of the things they say, you know, conspiracy theory this, conspiracy theory that, you put it on paper and say, this was a federal bid process, right? You had a service from a private vendor being brokered to a government office, and there's a, a three-company or three-entity bid requirement in that, okay, you sell something, I sell something, the other guy sells something. If we're trying to sell it to the people, which is being funded by taxpayer dollars, we all have to come together. We have to put it all, all the cards on the table. And then the, the government is supposed to move forward based on what is the best service for the people, right? So whether it's effectiveness versus cost or cost versus effectiveness, the, the, the government's office is designed to function in the interest of the people, or that's what we're told. And so in just specific to Michigan, what we saw was neglect that whole process. We're, we're above the law. We can throw it out. And then we have someone in the government that's also working for us, a private vendor, and we'll get the deal done. We'll make our money. We'll have the outcome we want because we've installed what we wanted to install. And so at that point, I was like, this is this is ridiculous. I mean, you know, it, it's like it, it's 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 unbelievable the clarity of the fraud that was just demonstrated on that. And then you look at these people come out, whether it's with a vaccine, whether it's with Hunter Biden laptop, it's incredible. I'd love to understand how it's come to be that you have an entire population that is, is, you know, you look at the Antifa crowd, right? And the Antifa crowd goes off on these tangents about being, you know, death to the government, death to, uh, uh, government oversight and this and that, and then they sit there and and they they empty 
empty everything they're worth into supporting government. So it's 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 the greatest contradiction within itself. But that's the time we're in now. So, um, Mr. Producer, I just sent you over some stuff that has captures. So capture one all the way to capture 80. Um, and guys, I think it's important that we do this because and I'm going to do so without getting angry because I'm 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 very comfortable with where we are in this lawsuit stuff. I mean, other than the fact that it's cost me a lot, it's cost me my job, it's cost me my company. Um, it's cost me now another $32,000. I just got hit with another uh, sanction for not bringing forward the name of the Antifa guy. At the same time, by the way, I want you to know that, you know, the, the footage that we have for of Coomer hitting the building um, up in, in Salida and then lying and having the police base cover up for him and not arresting him when he would arrest anybody else, um, we're going to see that too. Um, but at the, at, at the same time that's ha that, that that is happening there, they're writing articles about him and how he's the victim. The New York Times article that says he was a he was a good villain. So, Mr. Producer, I think we start. I just sent them to you. If we can start at just capture zero. This is a post that was written by Eric Coomer. Remember what he said back in September. He says. You know, don't worry about Trump. He's not going to win. I made effing sure of it. I'm not going to cuss, guys. I'm going to, you know what an effing is, right? And then, ha, damn right. And they all like laughed and, ha, right? So, so that was back in September. And keep in mind that nobody knew on November 3rd what Dominion was. Nobody was talking about it on the 6th. Nobody on the 6th of November was talking about this Dominion. Nobody was talking about it. It wasn't everywhere. And November 6th is actually the day that I have some posts that I'm going to show you. November 6th, three days after the election, the election had not been decided yet. I start doing research at uh, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night after seeing an article about it. Eric Coomer and remembering that that was the guy that was on the call, Eric Dominion, the, Eric, the Dominion guy. And then these are some of the posts. Let's put up the first one. I'm going to read it to you. This is a Facebook post that happened four days earlier. So that would have been on November 2nd from when this was taken. And that is just effing vote. And if you voted for a fascist friend, family, or foe, effing untrump me. I've got no truck for racists. And it's got a video from YouTube called Stiff Little Fingers Suspect Device. I, if you go actually look at this, it's disgusting. But let's take that down and go to the next one. This is the second one that I saw. Now, again, um, let me uh, crop it real quick. Keep, again, is to be captured too. Um, this is on September 16th. And this is uh, Eric again talking, and it's a thing on Market Watch, and it's a, it's, it's a William Barr advocates hitting more protesters with federal charges, including sedition. It's funny that they're hitting, they hit the head of the 3% group with sedition. Did they not? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and on the top of this, he says, well, and truly effed. And it says, hashtag vote the assholes out. That was on September 16th. All right. Now let's go to number three. Number three is from August 14th. It's just a little deal about him. Wheeler, pass, whiskey, hands up, Breckenridge. He likes to ride bikes. 
He's, I guess, drinking while he's uh, it's a, a going back six years. So at first he said none of these were his. Go ahead, take that down. And the reason why I'm showing you all of them is so that you know what I was looking at. Like these are this is what I'm looking at. I was able to trace it back, by the way, to Mr. Producer. I I just actually shared with you the post copy link. Copy link. I was just able to share it with you um, one of the other Twitters that he said wasn't his, which I was able to trace back to his non-Twitter account. Now, why this becomes important is because on December 8th, he lied out his you-know-what, which caused irreputable harm to me. Now, I knew November 9th, I was, I was having people walk up to me in supermarkets. I was having conversations with FBI agents because I was like, listen, <laughs> I only talked about Eric Coomer. I didn't talk about Dominion Voting Systems. I said, Eric at Dominion Voting Systems said this. Now, he could have been acting on his own. But this is from a Wayback Machine. This goes back to the 27th of March 2020. You know, Eric said he did not have a Twitter account. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you that. Another lie by the Coomer. And this is Donald J. Trump says, look, a third grade, a third grade grandstander named at Rep. Thomas Massey, a congressman from, unfortunately, a truly great state, Kentucky, wants to vote against the new Save Our Workers bill in Congress. He just wants the publicity. He can't stop it, only delay, which is both dangerous. And Eric Coomer responds at Eric D. Coomer. He replies to him, you ought to know a third-rate grandstander. You're a fourth-rate carnival barker. Now, he said he doesn't have Twitter. He said he didn't have it. Oh, I got more. I got more from the nice little liar who said he didn't have any other social media accounts. He said that in that Denver Post article, didn't he? He did. He did. But pretty sure that was that was uh, one of his statements here. But let's the accounts were not mine, right? Let's go through this at the very bottom of this. It was all generated propaganda. It was just like the Hunter Biden laptop. Well, it was all so generated propaganda. Now, do you remember? Sorry. Go, go ahead. Uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I talk over your Jake. Go ahead. No, I was saying, you know, the same the same rhetoric that is now falling apart when it comes to the Hunter Biden laptop was that it was all engineered by Russian disinformation operation. And they said the same thing, you know, oh, uh, all these, well, right? Was this not the claim that all of his posts were fabricated by someone you knew? It was the same yeah. claim. And it's kind of funny because now we look at the vice president or the, the president's son now staring indictment in the face any week now. And... Uh, you know, just keep moving the goalposts, keep keep rationalizing it, keep keep uh, trying to rationalize with the lies. Uh, but, it, you know, the claim was it was all disinformation and fabrication. So, yeah, it, and it is. And, but, but see, that's what they did with everything. Everything was fabricated. Everything's not true. And the media is helping. What is the media doing with Eric Coomer? They Guys, don't even touch him. You know, I can't this- even find any of the pictures of him on Google anymore. They wiped him. Why, why'd they do that? Why'd they wipe the guy down? Mm. Why? Dude, and why look, am Santa, I the only one talking about Eric Coomer? Why? Because, look, at the end of the day, Joe, CNN, Fox News, all the big media companies, they're all publicly traded, right? And so they have to function in the yeah. interest of the shareholders, right? So their shareholders, go find the shareholders, figure out who the shareholders are, and there's your answer. But... And I, I'd assume that if you look into who owns the you know majority stakes in Fox News or CNN, you know there's your answer. But at the end of the day, the fact that a, a media institution in our country is allowed to be held by shareholders 
Yeah. Right? Yes. That's terrifying. It should be illegal. It should be illegal. Yeah. So th- there's there's more to this, and I plan on putting this out everywhere. But put that back up, if you would, that December 8th deal, because I'm going to come back to it. But if, if you let – me, let me just – it says, all claims that someone recorded me on a call. Nobody recorded him on a call, by the way. And, and by the way, this is the first time that he wasn't comfortable saying a cuss word. He actually writes us in there, all claims that someone recorded me on a call or even overheard me saying, don't worry about the election, Trump's not going to win, I made – quote-unquote explicit of sure of that, are wholly fabricated. Moreover, I do not have the capacity to do such a thing. I have not written a single line of code in the Dominion Voting Systems product. Well, that's interesting because he actually, in a deposition, said that he did write code. And he also owns, he also owns the patent for Dominion Voting Systems adjudication process. But, okay, I'll keep going. The constant repetition of these baseless rumors not only brought me harm to me, but also to my family. These lies that aim to ruin my reputation, my livelihood, my relationships, my well-being, and my life will not go unanswered. These fabrications and attacks against me have been upended my life, forced me to flee my home, and caused my family and loved ones to fear for my safety, and I fear for theirs. It is unconscionable that certain fringe media personalities looking to increase personal notoriety, website traffic, and ad revenue would continue to prey on the fears of public concerned about the safety and security of our electoral system. Additionally, any posts on social media channels purported to be for me have also been fabricated. I do not have a Twitter account, and my Facebook account is not active. These individual individuals quick are impersonating me. Now, he lied in the deposition, flat, flat lied, and said, oh, I wasn't talking about that. But he didn't understand what he said, so let me repeat this again from the, the, the liar, the, 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 the Hunter Biden of Dominion Voting Systems. Please go down, if you would, please, to that again. Let me read this part to you. I do not have a Twitter account, and my Facebook account is not active. These individuals are impersonating me. Okay, take that down, if you would. Please put up the the tweet, if you would. If you put up that tweet again, this is from March of 2020. Remember when he said he did not have a... He did not have a Twitter account. Eric D. Coomer. By the way, we traced it back to an email that belongs to Eric Coomer of Dominion Voting Systems. You can't, you can't run away from this. You can't run away from the lie after lie after lie. I challenge the mainstream media to a duel. I challenge you to a debate. Let's sit here, Kyle Clark, or... Uh, who's the uh, who's some of the other clowns that are out there? Shit, I I challenge Hannity. Let's Chase go. Chase Woodruff, huh? Chase Woodruff. Is Chase Woodruff. Come on, I challenge all of you. I challenge all of you to help me with your sensibilities. See, Eric can't run away from this. This case can go on, and the lawfare can go on. But here's the problem: I, I didn't lie. See, I had things going on before the election. And if you go all the way back, as Sean Beadle has shown you, it dates all the way back to March of 2020, when literally you guys were just hurting people on purpose to make them fearful. And so when I see this and I tell you that, listen, I'm showing it to you, I'm showing you, I'm showing you. And here's more. There's more. And, and here's, here's another tweet of the Twitter account that doesn't exist, but oh, it does. 
It does. Here's another one. If you can take that, Mr. Producer, and hit that. Here's another tweet where he goes after, after President Trump. If you can put that up. Oh, they took that down. Are you serious? No, it can't be. That's the same link. No. I'm getting the same one. I'm getting the same unavailable. Yeah. It's down. Wow. So what are they doing, guys? What are they doing? So now we have to go through, by the way, and let me... Let me tell you what this one is, because we have a picture of it. This is where it says Coomer insults the First Lady, and the, by POS meaning Trump is a piece of and the tweet implies that what he says is a danger to children. And this is what he says. You mean not reading anything your pot, uh, husband twats out? Good advice. Listen to me. They're, they're literally cleaning the Internet. They're cleaning the internet and they're cleaning the way back machine. But here's the problem. We've already done all this. We've already done all the knocking out of this stuff. I haven't yet been able to say I'm going to counter Sue. And they're, they're saying, Joe, you got to shut your mouth. They are. We're going we're gonna to force you into a hole. We're going to come after you. This is rules for radicals number eight. You know, go after the person, not the organization. Ah, crap, he's still talking. Let's go after the organization and let's go after the guy. And why this is important is not, has nothing to do with me. The guy's name is John Paul. The guy's name is literally the man that got the Hunter Biden laptop. A computer, a computer repairman has done more to uncover corruption in this nation than all of our intelligence community combined. And instead of coming to see me, instead of doing the right thing in the intelligence community and saying, you know what, uh, we know that he did his college thesis for his doctorate on energy decay models. We know that. We know that there's PID function. We know that what happened on December, or excuse me, November 3rd had a lot to do with the machines themselves. We know the Antrim report specifically states, specifically states that these systems were designed to defraud the voice of the American people. That's what it states. And so as I start walking through these, please go back to December 8th. When I walk through this, Facebook account is not active. Well, please tell me how I got these posts. How did I get these posts three days after the election if his Facebook account was not active? And you know what he admitted in the deposition, Mr. Producer? What did he admit? <laughs> that he had his Facebook posts and they, they were him. And he deleted them. Actually, I think I have that video. I want you to understand. You want to play that video? I want you to understand. Yeah, if you have it, yeah. In the deposition? Yeah. Yeah. Back to Exhibit 23. Uh, you, you've seen Exhibit 23 before, haven't you? I have. This is a series of about 80 Facebook posts? I've never counted. Okay. Um, but you've seen it before and you're familiar with it? Yeah. And you deleted all of these Facebook posts? Uh, actually, I'd have to, I'd, I'd actually have to go back and look. I, I, I can't say that for any certainty. So there are some Facebook posts you didn't delete? Well, I certainly didn't delete all my Facebook posts. No. Let's talk about a particular time frame from uh, May of 2020 to um, 
November 11, 2020. Are there Facebook posts that you didn't delete? That I did not delete? Absolutely. Right. I, 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 well, actually, maybe. I, I'd have so to you, go back and look. So you don't know how many Facebook posts you delete? Nope. Okay. And so there might be a lot more Facebook posts uh, on your Facebook from this time period of 2020 that you didn't delete? No. No, that I can say without a doubt. Um, I know that this is the sum total of Facebook posts that I had. I cannot tell you definitively which of these I deleted. None of the posts that I deleted are not contained in this file. Okay, so exhibit P23 contains all of the posts that you deleted. As well as other posts that I may not have deleted. Okay, I see. Okay. So I, um, sorry, I did not delete, as far as I recall, I have never deleted a Facebook post until honor around November 9th. Oh my gosh. Anyone Stop that for a minute. Stop for a minute. Stop for a minute. Take it down. Take it down. Take it down. All right, guys. Uh, Jake, what did you just hear? Uh, that he has not deleted it after the November 20th? Before before that, so after that, I mean, he, what he basically said is that up until what that point. What I heard point, is a train wreck. Yeah, what I heard what, is a train wreck. All right, hold on a second. What he said is on November 9th or 10th, he started deleting Facebook posts. Right? That's what I heard. So you started deleting Here, Facebook posts. you want posts. me to play it again real quick? Let me play it again so, real Yeah, quick. go back just a little bit and play this again. Guys, I want you to this, – this is – I'm a patient guy. I'm going to be really patient. People wonder why. Joe, why are you so confident, even with a, a, a judiciary that's completely compromised? I'll tell you why. Number one, we are so close to verifying that we have Antifa judge, Avery. Uh, we have Antifa judge literally on video at the, the Antifa rally downtown. And this guy's Antifa. We, we're so close to basically blowing a hole in it. And I don't care. What I care about is truth. See, I've had to give up everything in my life. But play that part again, if you would. Let's as far play as again. I recall, I have never deleted a Facebook post until honor around November 9th. Did anyone at Dominion tell you to delete <laughs> these Facebook posts? No. Uh, did, uh, did you tell, as an executive Dominion, that it, anyone should delete Facebook posts? No. Uh, are you aware of a Dominion policy that, that uh, provides that uh, posts of the Dominion employees uh, either for or against President Trump should be deleted? No. Do you believe such policy does not exist? Such policy does not exist as far as I know. Oh, boy. This is a problem for him. Actually, that would be, that yeah, would no, be no, illegal no. under Colorado statute. Ooh. Oh, so glad he said that. To do what? To have such a policy. I see. Okay. Um, okay, let's, let's go ahead and stop this right now for a minute. Hey, can I show oh. you his nervous tick real quick? Yeah. Because uh, he did this like 12 times in the deposition. Here it goes. And you can't see it on the audio version. That, that's the sign <laughs> like, of over, over. 
kind of a liar. You know, Zuckerberg did it when they put him on on the stand two years ago. You know, they made a meme out of it. Drinks water. Like, it, there, there's any body language expert can look at this guy's you know mannerisms and conduct and say immediately he's, you know, he's he's lying. So, all right. Smart, so, right? so do you so, want to see a lie real quick? Yeah. Okay. Here's a funny one. Here's a funny lie. Yes, my affidavit says misconstrued. Um, maybe I should have had another sentence. Misconstrued and, and then used to lie about a criminal conspiracy. Who's there is nothing in... I, I have never at any time felt that anything in that data, those posts, could ever be used to show criminal intent. No. Who just suggested that you modify your answer? Who are, you Who are you looking at? Who did you nope, there's at? the water. I can turn my computer around. I looked at my screen, sir. I'm the only person in the room that I'm in. Okay. Anybody <laughs> communicating with you during this deposition? Nope. My cats have meowed at me once or twice. Oh, there it is. So let's take that down for a minute. So, so listen, I feel, I feel really bad for him, but let's go, if we can, do we have the video of him literally lying to the police when he said, did you hit a building? Oh, do we yeah, have the I, video? Can, I can find that. Give me one second. So, no, that's not my truck in the front door. No, not, not at all. No. I mean, so you didn't hit a building? No, not that I know I of. No idea how that got there. And, and if we just look at the video of the building... Guys, I want to go backwards. I want to go back to November 6th. I feel, like we're, I feel like we're getting off of this a little bit. And so, guys, I want you to understand. I want to get back to November 6th. Here's the building. Here's the building. Now, if you hit a building like that, and for those of you on the, the, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> that on the audio version, the building is literally annihilated. Like, bricks are destroyed in this building. The front end is completely trashed. And, and I've been at this intersection. You don't just drive through the intersection. You got to be drinking something. Oh, that's right. That happened after. Go ahead and take it down. I want to go back to November 6th. So we've, we've, been, holding out, we've been holding out a little bit um, because I thought that, man, you know, I want to I be able to make sure that I'm airtight, airtight, air airtight. And so I was able to go through and say, all right, let me go through back in time and find out the moment by which I said, the moment I said, yeah, I think maybe there's a problem. And that was at 10 o'clock at night on November 6th. November 6th was the Friday after the Tuesday election. Do you know who was talking about Dominion voting systems on November 6th? No one. No one. Nobody was talking about Dominion voting systems. It was not a national conversation. It was barely a conversation having to do with who votes on what machines. It was nowhere. And here's another thing for you. I was elk hunting. I was trying to figure it all out. We all know what we saw on the 3rd of November. But on November 6th, I was more in the mindset because they hadn't even decided who was going to be president, right? And you had Fox News and everyone else that called it for one state or another state. And there's, you know, the Ruby Freemans and there's ballot harvesting happening. I mean, there's all sorts of things going on. All right. I mean, you remember that, right? Do you guys remember that? Is it, is it just me? or is Oh, it? yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. And as you walk through this process, no one was talking about it. And then all of a sudden, 
I'm sitting there having a conversation with my best friend and his wife. And I go, and I'm literally going through this process back and forth. And I'm like, what do I do? And they said, stay out of it. Turn it over the information to somebody else and let them handle it, Joe. And I was like, I, but I was, I was the one on the call. Joe, stay out of it. I've told you to stay out of it, stay out of it. And I literally got up and I left. And I, I said something to my, to my friend who I, I have never had a coarse word with him. He'll say the same thing. Never had a coarse word with him, ever. And that night, I was so upset because I felt like the weight of my shoulders. I felt like my life will never be the same. I felt like I didn't want to be there to begin with. I didn't want to actually be starting Reopen Colorado. I didn't want to start FEC United. I didn't want to help TIG with UADF. I didn't want to have to protect the community. I just wanted to be a tech guy that literally drank Mai Tais on a beach and said to myself, well done, while I helped people in, in impoverished communities and worked with a nonprofit to basically help refugees. I, that's what I wanted to do. That's where my heart was. I wanted to- Let me blow your yeah. Let me blow your mind. You were going to take your company public at a point, right? Yeah. What happened? Well, they say uh, they're not going to do it if you don't shut your mouth, right? Well, I got kicked out, really. I mean, frankly, I got kicked out. I, in essence, I got kicked out of my own company. Basically, I had to resign. They had no but confidence as far as going Oh, Ernst and Young. No, going public. You can go public, but not with me at the helm. Right. Uh, so I'd, I'd go off on a tangent and, and I mean, no, I'll, I'll keep it quiet. We'll keep it for a later episode. They lost 60% of their revenue after I was gone because people kept still, still attacking them. And organizations left because they're like, ah, can't be associated with Joe Oltman. That were leaning left. That I've had for as clients for six, seven years. And, and I got to tell you, part of my countersuit against Dominion and others, including Eric... It's going to be that. I truly lost hundreds of millions of dollars. I truly lost the ability to take care of my family. I truly lost the legacy of what I'd be able to do for others. I lost that. I gave that up so that I could stand up for advertising clicks, obviously. I think that's what I did it for, right? Advertising clicks. Yeah, website traffic. Web traffic. Because you needed that, right? I need web traffic. Yeah, that's, that's what you needed. Because I'm a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, the, the the podcast where you were sitting uh, with a with a with a pseudonym wasn't doing so hot, so you had to you had to come out and expose you know voter I, fraud. I think that's my issue. That's my issue when we start talking about when we start talking about where we are as a nation. Is that I truly felt that God led me down that path. And frankly, he led me in other ways, too. So on November 9th, it crushed my soul to get out there and talk about Eric Coomer. And a couple days later, a week later, what they don't know about, what you don't know about Greg Pappas is that he is, and, and Jake come in, came in a couple months later, right? I recruited him away from Project Veritas. It was about six months. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, Greg is is actually a savant. You guys want to see the smartest guy? I mean, the dude is <laughs> super smart, right? 
I mean, he always feels like the shoe is dropping. <laughs> getting him to smile is very tough. Right? It's almost as tough as getting Jake to, to smile. And, <laughs> and, and so I'm constantly like the ho-hum, beep bum and he, he's like this. <laughs> right? Well, that, that was my job for a while. And, and my house, j- j- I mean, let me paint this picture for you guys so you understand. I, I want to paint this picture for you because a lot of people are going to watch this, this podcast. But I want you to, I want to paint something for you. Paint this, paint this idea. I'm going to close my eyes for a minute. And I'm living in a bus. I'm, I'm living in an RV in front of my home, which back in <laughs> February of 2020 flooded with 600 gallons of water and ruined my home. True story, Greg? Very true. Oh, yeah. That was not a home when, when, I, and, when I was there. And... Uh, I'm living in a bus. I went and bought an RV because my, you know, my wife and, and my kids, my, my dogs, they wanted to stay on the property. And we literally took the entire house down to studs because we had to. Needed a new roof now. We got all this stuff. And there's a reason why I'm telling you my story because I think it's important when you start playing in the entire concept of Eric Coomer, like what are motives? And motives are important when you start looking at the why. And why is the thing that the juries look at? Why is the thing that lawyers look at? Why is the thing that drives people? What's the why? So I'm living in a bus, an RV. It's a really nice RV, but it's an RV. I have to put steel plates around my bed when my wife and I sleep at night. Greg had to stay up at night so that I could sleep at night. And then he would sleep during the day. And another personal security detail would have to also take another shift. So there was two of them taking shifts, 12 hours a day. I had personal security detail on my daughter. I had personal security detail on my son. I'm burning an enormous amount of cash. I have people coming on the property with guns trying to do harm to me. I'm getting death threat after death threat after death threat. People are calling my phone, hanging up. They're coming to my office. I had to bug out literally what third week in November, I finally got in the bus and said, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Was, I think it was first week in December or something like that. It was too hot. Now keep in mind, Greg is literally work, li- working 12 hour shifts, taking a shower, not in that house. When he did sleep, he slept on a mattress and then other people would come in and relieve the two personal security detail, relieve them. One of the personal security detail, Chris Doty, did it for free. Literally watched me for free. For what? Two months? Two and a half months? Yeah. For free. And, and they said I did it for advertising clicks. I have to put steel plates around my bed. True story. Right, Greg? 100%. Oh, very true. Very true. I came home one night. And there's someone that had a gun on the hill. And I'm literally walking. And Greg goes, get inside now. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And by this time, you want to know what stress looks like? Let me tell you guys what stress is. And by the way, I am writing a book. I'm writing a book just because I want you to understand the... All of this, like it, it just the, the amount of, of stuff that you go through, you know, the, the conspiracy theorist, the guy that wakes up every day long before this and literally cared about people and loved on people. And that's all I did every day was care for people. All day. I didn't, I didn't wake up thinking to myself, ah, well, I wonder if I can make some more money for myself. 
I wasn't that guy. Ever. But what did I do, Greg? <laughs> so this, <laughs> this dude starts running on the hill because I flashed him. And I'm, I'm, I'm in plates. Joe's just, you know, like came from the office. And I go, get inside now. And I start running up the driveway after this guy. And this is the kind of, of dude Joe is. I just hear a few seconds later, like, clack, 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 like him running behind me. And it's not a chance. And uh, it's actually, honestly, one of the things that uh, it gave me a lot of respect for you. Because it wasn't the only time. So I just said, there's no way this guy's getting away. Got away. <laughs> the bottom of, well, you, he took you off. pissed me off that day because I had to stop running. Cause <laughs> I would, no, I, I was ready. I had my gun in my hand. And, and, but, but that's the stress you live under every day. And it's not the fear of what they did to me. It's fear of what they did to my family. It's fear of just others. And so when I, when I tell you, and and for the for the last for a long time, um, I've had people living at my house to make sure that I'm safe. Bulletproof glass, cameras not just outside but inside, thermal cameras, and and I don't want you to feel sorry for me because remember I made that decision that day on November sixth. I could have just shut my mouth, and I'd be drinking my ties. Advertising clicks. Advertising clicks. Advertising clicks. So when I hear stuff like, when, when I hear people say that, uh, I don't even know why they have conservative daily. Conservative dailies, they're not conservative. When I hear them say that I can't have an opinion, when I have people say that, I say to myself, I haven't lived my life unselfishly ever, my entire life. Anyone that's ever known me knows that about me. And it knows that about the people that I surround myself with. They're unselfish. Jake is unselfish. Greg is unselfish. Stu is unselfish. Zach is unselfish. Woody's unselfish. A ton of people all the way down the line. These are unselfish people who live their life in their faith. And yet, yet do we, do we, are we ready? Are we ready if something pops off? Oh, I'll clack. And I'll clack fast. I really don't want it to. I pray it doesn't. But when that time comes, <laughs> the, uh, and I, I really do pray it doesn't, but I know, I know you and the people that you surround yourself with. When it does come time, if it does, for something to pop off, we are willing to do it, not because we don't care, but because we have everything to lose. So here you go. You take it all the way up to December 8th. Guys, December 8th. December 8th. And we're gathering information. Jake is sending me a ton of stuff, by the way, the whole time from Project Veritas. Hey, Joe, check this out. Hey, Joe, check this out. Hey, Joe, check this out. Here's this woman that basically was, the, that she was the pro tem mayor and she works for Dominion and she's negotiating a contract with, with her own township in Michigan while she's the pro tem mayor. And she changes her name inside of Act Blue so you can't tell if that's what she is, who she is. And then we had the guy, what was the guy in Washington that was selling Dominion machines? Like they were candy bars? Oh, Sulek. Yeah, Sulek. Who's connected? Who's connected? Yeah, go ahead. South, uh, one of the Dakotas, but <clears throat> there's this company on uh, eBay where up until the end of the 2020 election, you could uh, buy 
uh, Dominion and ENS, ES and S tabulators, right? Because, you know, who doesn't want to have a collection of outdated election equipment, right? So it's being sold under memorabilia, right? So, hey, honey, come look at my, uh, you know, Epson printer collection, right? Because that's a thing. Uh, so I was looking and like, you go and buy it now and it's like, oh, there's 400 plus available. That's weird. Like, how do you have that many machines available for resale? And so I dig into the LLC. I find out that the owner of the LLC uh, goes back to either blood or marriage to someone who ends up being the Democrat representative in either North Dakota or South Dakota. South Dakota. Her name is Rachel Sulek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's a, uh, each state has two representatives, a Republican. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's for HAVA. What is it? Help all uh, help America vote act. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is this giant money laundering rat hole of, uh, you know, getting out the vote. And so she is either by blood or by marriage tied to a guy that has, and you go, you, it's called Washington, I think Washington something, something. Um, you go to the eBay page and they have all of these ridiculous, like it, uh, the voting machines and tabulators with the least of it, right? It, you know, you have stuff like 50,000 gallon tanker drums. And it's all government surplus. It's all government contracts. Like someone in that relationship is catching the stuff or has a contract that, you know, for all the products that American taxpayers purchase or pay for, this stuff falls off the back of a truck and gets sold through a contractor like this example I'm talking about. And then somehow along the way, you have all these tabulators being sold through that same contractor. And so, you know, if you're really trying, you know, and then it's tied back to Hava, but yeah. if you're trying to connect the two, right, and you want to have someone install firmware or something and be like, hey, look, I, you got a guy? Yeah, I got a guy. Here's his eBay store. Go buy as many tabulators as you want. Uh, bing, bong, boom. You drop it in. You drop it out. And, uh, you know, it looks, uh, seems entirely legitimate to me if you ask me, but. Yeah, and, and that's I, mean, I think that's what we as we get down these rabbit holes, like the information we'll be able to collect. Like that's why that's why I love Marco Polo. That's why I love Garrett Ziegler because the guy is just he's he's so intent on uncovering and peeling back the onion. And 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 you know I wasn't allowed to go overseas, and so one of the guys from Marco Polo went and collected information related to Dominion in Romania and Serbia for me, and so I was able to gather that information. Um, and now we're starting to put that together with all the other things that are going on. Well, I told you I'm like a dog with a bone. They have a way out. Dominion has a way out. Concede, shut down your operation, hand back and tell everyone to go do hand counts, reset for another 50 years. I'll be gone by then. And maybe you'll be able to turn it into a communist nation then. But until then, we're going to continue to fight. But the amount of information we're uncovering, Jake, Greg, you cannot unsee it. You try to. And the mainstream media are slandering me every day, not understanding that I have enough information that the Sandman slander suit is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Nothing compared. And the more information that comes out, the more I go, you've taken away my ability to have joy. Actually, that's not true. You've taken away my ability to have hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> and that's not tied to joy, but I would have given that away too. When, you know, when this all started, you know, they, they have all, all this back and forth. Oh, it's not true. It's this and that. There's no more hiding anymore. There, like, there's no more wiggle room. There's no more conjecture. There's no more debate. This is true. This is factual. You were right about all these scumbags. And now everything that they're just doing is watching 
you know, these little disgusting empires uh, in their death throes. There's, oh, they're, they're, whittling, they're like dying and, and trying to throw mud at Joel Altman. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. wait a minute. Hold on. Let's talk about the connections of the Antifa judge's husband, law firm, and the law firm down in Texas. Let's talk about those connections. That is going to be so much fun having that role. Because <laughs> I believe in God intervention. And the things that I'm able to uncover are unbelievable because actually there are good people out there. And they're like, hey, did you know there's a connection between these two law firms? I <laughs> uh, just want you to know that uh, you probably need to check into that uh, because they're connected. So they're talking and you know the husband of Antifa judge, you know the Antifa judge. Uh, so they might be have done business with business with the law firm down in Texas that represents Eric Coomer. Yep, Eric Coomer. I kid you not. This is this, this is the reality. That has been like the last year for you. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Listen, we're not going to get through all this. But we're going to do another one. So we'll you need to like change this is going to be truth versus mainstream media take on Eric Coomer part 1. Part 1 and then part 2 will be I don't know if I could do it more this week. Um, maybe next week. We'll we'll do another one. If, if you guys are okay with it, great. Just, you know, hit me in the comments and tell me, "Hey, you'd really like to hear more." I want to put it all together for you. I mean, I want to say that on December 8th, my life changed dramatically from the month of hell that I had before that. I mean, it dramatically because the death threats were not just unbelievable. They intensified by them sending powder to my house, having hazmat, the sheriff's office, police department, the FBI, who, by the way, still never talked to me. Why would they? Because they can't do shit anyway. You remember, remember they did talk to you one time after yeah. you're getting all these death threats, and then they go, hey, we hear you, uh, we hear you might have threatened an official. Yeah. Remember oh, that? that did happen. Yeah, remember that? I, threatened, I go, what are you talking? And you were like, are you oh, guys no, high? No, 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 no. This is crazy. So oh. I went to a meeting, right? And one of the other guys there says, oh, it might clack off. And they, they, they were baiting me. You know, the, like the, the Whitmer deal? Right? Yeah. They, they asked me. I cannot make this up. We have to write this down. This is the craziest thing ever. All right, you ready for this? This is crazy. And I, I can laugh about it because it happened to me. All right, check this out. So I go to this meeting. Someone wants to run for governor. Blah, 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 right? And they said, let's have a protest at Governor Polis's, Governor Polis's house in Boulder. And I was like this. And they're like, and Joe, we want you to be the main speaker. <laughs> I remember this meeting. <laughs> right? We were in the meeting. Yeah. And we were in the back of like a speakeasy, but it was actually a restaurant. And in the back, they had, you know, we, they had wine. So we were drinking wine. And we were talking. I was drinking wine. Not everybody that was drinking wine. And you were there, right? I mean, Oh, that, oh yeah. I was very there. Oh, so, yeah. So, and I said, have you lost your mind? And they're like, what? I go, you want me to go be the main speaker in front of Governor Polis' house in one of the most politically charged environments? They will literally smash windows and go after his family. Did I not say that? Yeah. You said, I do not want to be there. I, I will not be there because they be will burn something down or try to hurt someone. I'm not, I'm not being a part of it. And, and they turned that into those five people in the room, turned that into, oh, my gosh, Joe said he was going to go to the governor's office, house. And that Joe wants to burn kids. down Polis's house and, and, and kill his kids. And I'm thinking to myself, I said the direct opposite of that. Yeah. Direct opposite of that. I have kids. E even an Antifa crap bag 
I would never, ever, ever, ever want to subject their children to the things that I've seen in my life. I would never want them to see violence. I would never want them to live in Chicago and have to be subject to running to and from school. I would never want that anyone to live under those circumstances. See, that's called true progress, is when you truly care about everyone. Now, you're not afraid to beat anybody's ass, but you care about them. You care about those children because you frankly recognize that the reason why the borders are open is so they can fill their coffers and so they can have this organ uh, uh, thing that they have going on and you know, they can exploit young children and women. That's what it turned into. He says, I heard you threaten him. And I was like, you have lost your damn mind. I even told him that. I go, wait, what? Wait, what did I say? Are you serious? I said, what? Yeah. I did, didn't I? Yeah. No, you're, I was like, no. we're done talking. <laughs> I said, send me your questions. No, and see, it was, it was screwed up because after you had been getting harassed, all these complaints on record with the, with the police, yeah. they came to the house multiple times in the middle of the night, uh, and they were scared of us. <laughs> but- they don't talk to you until that, and then they go, hey, we'd like to talk with you because we hear you made some threats. That goes away, and then powder gets sent to your house. You ever hear from the FBI? No. No. Why? Why no. is that? They didn't want to talk oh, to you it's anymore. the craziest thing. And guys, I'm smiling, and you would say, does it affect you? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It makes me sad. It makes me sad. And you know why it makes me sad? It makes me sad because I truly have lived my life helping people who they're hurting, they're in pain. I mean, their lives have been complete turmoil. Their parents beat them, poured stuff on them, put cigarettes out on them. I mean, just really bad stuff. I mean, they did really bad things to these people. And you could see it. You could see it in their hearts that they really are a good person. These incarcerated youth kids, man. I, I remember this... Oh, I remember this one kid that everyone thought was just completely, I mean, he was a sociopath. They thought he was. He was just so closed inside. And I took him home on break. And I let him meet my kids. And I take him out for ice cream. And uh, so he would always get in trouble before I picked him up. And they would, pick him, they would let me pick him up, but they would tell me what he went through that week. And, uh, and I was like, all right, he keeps getting in trouble? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I went to him. I was like, I'm not taking you anywhere this week. I'll see you next week. He's like, wait, what? I said, I don't reward bad behavior. You want to hang out with me? You want me to show you there's a different path? Yeah, no, you don't, you don't get to hang out with me. You get to hang out with me if you start doing what they ask you to do. And he's like, all right. So the next week I showed up, and he was screwing up that week. And I said, I showed up, and he sat there, and he's like, look, I promise, I promise I'll do better. Just please let me go with you. And I was like, if you do not do better and I take you away from here, by the way, I'm not going to get anything. We're just going to go talk. He said, that's fine. I said, but if you don't do better next week, if you have to call me, call me during the week and tell me what's going on, you can do that. I mentored this kid for three years. I mentored him till after he got out, and he is a productive part of society. He has two kids. He does really well. I can, tell, I can show you people I did that for. I can show it. But he started doing well. Graduated the program. Got to go to an alternative high school. Still in lockup there, but proved himself out and was put into a different program that allowed him to do some outdoor stuff. He got learning about different things. That is what I did. Took up my time away from my family to do that. I still do some of that now. 
I've seen you love on so many people over the last year and a half. And, you know, I hear all kinds of stupid crap that people say, oh, Joe needs to do this, Joe that, Joe. Why didn't Joe pay my mortgage? Like the dumbest, the dumbest, <laughs> dumbest stuff. Why didn't Joe pay my mortgage? What, what's going on? Because I had to pay Joe? mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I have literally, you know, you're one of the busiest people I've ever seen. And I've seen you like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm not going to be at that meeting. I got to go pick someone up on the other side of the country and drive them home. Or, oh, uh, my friend, uh, he needs help. I, I got to go. Like the first few months. We're literally going around nonstop through all this stuff. You're meeting with people on the Dominion stuff, uh, like nonstop, nonstop. And then end of the day, Joe hasn't eaten yet, but he's like, hey, I got to go drop something off to a friend, go to the store. Like, it's nonstop. All these people saying that, you know, this is for advertising clicks. This is, you know, like all this grifter garbage. I want to punch you in the freaking mouth. Yeah. And and frankly, I'm, I'm not good at asking for help, and um, I've never really needed it. Like I have got my help from God, from my family, from my friends. And I'm harder on Greg and Jake than and Max. I was hard on Max too. But I'm harder on my team because I want to grow it to where it's an effectual voice of truth. So I want to be perfect. And so sometimes I like lash out and they get it. And then five minutes later, I'm like, hey, what's up? Jake's a little, Jake, it takes Jake a little longer to recover. Jake, yeah, Jake holds on to the salt. A little. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> See, he's doing it right now. See him? <laughs> a little salty, salty. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a good time. And then Zach is our real, is our like uh, spirit creature. <laughs> is Zach here? He's our, no, he's not here. No, he's he's not. like our, our heart shopping. He is, he is. Gives you a hug. Like we literally have a hard day. He literally is there to give you a hug. Look, it, this started out talking about Coomer. It ends talking about Coomer. And it talks about the mainstream media. But the reason why I want to do this show is because then there's more to it. Like, I want to take you all the way through the next two years. Hey, wanna, this is just the intro. I'm sorry? This was just the intro. Yeah. And everybody, if you want to hear, I, I kid you not, there's like hundreds just of images and art, all kinds of stuff. So if you want to hear part two, please give us a like, share this episode, smash the rumble button. If we hit 200 rumbles, I will definitely do a part two. This week? Do part two this week if we hit 200 rumbles? Only if we get 200. And 200 rumbles by what? Tomorrow, 8 a.m.? No, by like five minutes from now. Five minutes? All right, five minutes from now to get 200 rumbles, and we'll do part two with all the other stuff? This right. week. Well, everybody better, you know, open up another browser. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can only do it once, though. Don't do that. Please don't do that. No, it, don't do it's that. It screws everything up. All right. Listen, we, we, we've had a great show. Uh, we ran way over today. I mean, this is, and we didn't even really, we got more into kind of the, the heart of all of this. And the reason why I'm giving you the heart of all of it is because I didn't lie. I didn't lie. I didn't run into a building. I didn't run in and drink a couple of drinks. I don't, I'm not responsible for 50% of the vote of the American people. I'm not a pseudo government uh, company. <laughs> that's, that's not who I am. I was a tech guy that really just helped businesses grow. Big businesses, enterprise businesses all over the country. And I loved building technology. And now I am a man with no island. I'm a podcaster building technology because we're still building technology and doing some great things. But uh, I believe that we have to build an alternate path of technology. So a couple things that we can do, right? Number one, um, go to Liberty Cigars, buy some cigars, $89, and you can save a little money. If you don't do cigars, we have some cool stuff coming out with coffee and everything else coming at the end of, this, end of, this, um, end of, end of next week as well. So we've got some great other things to introduce you to. But you can save 17.76% if you like cigars at libertycigars.com with promo code Liberty. 
Um, but there's a couple things you can do. Number one, become a member of FEC United. Go to FEC United, spend the $60 a year, and become a member. We, we, you, know, you go to commission.global. You can also download the app on the Apple Play Store or Apple Store or the Google Play Store. And you get in there and just find FEC United and just stay in the gap. we got a bunch of other stuff that's happening there. The second of which is, is that you can become a member of Conservative Daily. So go to conservative-daily.com and join. It's $10 a month. And um, if you do a lot of faxing, which, I mean, there's a lot of you that do faxing. So stop just doing the faxing because the faxing is like 20 bucks or something each time you do it. This literally is 40 bucks and you get it all free, right? Or $10 and you, you can just say, hey, look, I just want to hang out with you guys, which is great. I mean, we, we feel very blessed to have you guys here with us. Um, and then the, the, there's the last thing. I feel like I'm always asking you for something. Um, the last part is, is that I'm, I'm in a, I have, I have $32,000. I have to pay them by the end of next week. I think. So you yeah, so I set this up last year because Joe really doesn't know how to ask for help. Um, so uh, we've talked about a lot on the show today, but if you read the the description that I put in this Give, Send, Go, that was me writing it, and I mean every word of it because I've been next to Joe uh, since this all started. So I know that, you know, this country has gotten crazy, you know, the economy's going nuts, but if you can spare anything, please do help because the, the burden. Yeah, and, and if you can't, no problem. But Prayers please, are good. please pray. Pray for Joe and his family. They, yeah. they do need it, and they've and gone pray for through our country. a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, go to givesomego.com slash defend Joe Oldman. All right. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm super excited to do section two or, or two, number two. Um, we've got a great announcement to tell you guys, we are actually going live on Frank's Beach on their TV series. We're taking the slot, I think, from 10 to 11 uh, Mountain Time. And we're also, I think, taking their 4 o'clock. So we may move up an hour. I don't know what that is, but uh, they, want, they want us to have us on Frank's Beach. We've, we've had an amazing amount of success on Frank's Beach uh, now just having our podcast there. But now we're going to go live um, on the podcast, or excuse me, not on their channel, on their, on their broadcast um, twice a day. So it should be pretty fun, right? It's going to be kind of fun to be on their, their live system with, with Frank's Speech. And um, anything I can do to bless Mike Lindell. By the way, if you want to buy pillows, you can go to CD, use code CD21. Now, frankly, uh, don't use a code and just bless him. Bless Mike, right, if you need pillows. But if you want to save some money, you can use CD21. That's Charlie David 21. Um, so that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. We will do a, a, a number two and a number three um, and uh, you know, hopefully get through it so you can understand what the dynamics are so we can get rid of the white noise and just say, okay, this is truth. Let's just, let's just concentrate on that. But if you want to follow me on True Social, I'm on True Social, at Joe Oatman. Are you guys on it yet? Jake, you on it yet? We Jake? have an account. We have an account that someone else with an iPhone has made. Yeah. Don't, we don't have iPhones, though, so we can't be on True Social. So it's Conservative Daily's on there, too? Yeah, we have a Conservative Daily account. We just can't use it because we don't have iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> we just need a word. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, so you can also find us on Conservative Daily for um, uh, on uh, what's Telegram. It Telegram, and that's t.me slash Conservative Daily. And if you just search Conservative Daily, you'll find it. And if you just search Joe Space Oldman, you'll also find it. Yeah, come see me, number one bullshit guy, number one bullshit guy. You want me to play? Wee woo, wee woo. Oh, you, you see this guy? <laughs> see this guy? Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo, wee woo because he have to go in front of the traffic. <laughs> Look what I do. 22 and he do wee-woo, wee-woo. Oh, God. <laughs>
All right. So uh, find us on, though, if you want to hear us live, you can go to conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, CloudHub, and we are going to be live, live on channel, uh, the main channel for Frank's Beach, uh, I think starting next week. So I'll let you know what day that is. Smash the Rumble button. Also, if you want to listen to us on the auto version, it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Uh, please give us a five-star review. Share this episode with those that need to hear it. And if you need a reminder when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. You can also sign up for our, our alerts down below um, in the description. And uh, I got to tell you, I want to end this the way that I think we need to end it. And that is, uh, Father God, please just watch over all of us. Uh, you know, forgive us our transgressions. And, and just we want you to know that we're, we're super thankful for the things that you've given us in our life. And so uh, be with us as we go about our, our day and uh, give us strength that we can handle the things you put in front of us. In Jesus' name, amen. So we got amen. a little prayer there. God bless you all. And I will see you tomorrow. We will see you tomorrow. Yes, it's going to be will. awesome. All right. Jake, you guys, you got anything else to add to that, Jake? No. Great, you still great, a little salty show. about talking about salt? You're not salty, are you? you got, there's the salt face. I'll see you in Colorado. <laughs> All right, this is Joel Oldman, Greg, and Salt Boy signing off. <laughs> Jake Freo. <laughs> Jake Salt Freo. All right. All right, see you tomorrow. Love you guys. God bless you. Bye-bye now.